You're listening to episode 257 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. We're wrapping up our energy forecast and update series with one of my absolute favorite topics and favorite guests. I look forward to talking to today's guests every year. I've rotated many experts for our energy forecast and update episodes, but our numerologist has remained the same. That's right, we're talking to Felicia Bender. Felicia is an author, public speaker, and a passionate evangelist for the power of numbers, who helps you understand the power of numbers in your life and how they can affect your past, present, and future. Today, Felicia and I are discussing how the five universal year has lived up to the five year energy and how it's preparing us for the six year and more. This episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout, you can save 20% on card readings, affirmation decks, and life guidance sessions. Go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter podcast at checkout. Ready to dive into this conversation with Felicia to see what else the five year is serving up for the remaining half of 2021? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. We have got one of my favorite guests joining us today, Felicia Bender. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled, actually. So hi. Hi again. (laughs) I always love having you join me for conversations, especially these bi-yearly energy series, because the last time that we spoke, we were still in 2020. We hadn't even known who was going to win the election yet, let alone how 2020 was going to end. But you did cue us up for the universal five year. And I love going back and re-listening to our episodes at the beginning of the year that we recorded before recording these mid-year episodes, because I think I tend to hear something with a fresh set of ears and that now makes complete sense. But you had said last year that the five year is about freedom, risk-taking, and adventure, but you also said to expect the unexpected. So Tell us, Felicia, how are we seeing the five-year and all of this energy kind of play out so far? And also give us a little refresher on on what a universal year is. Well, absolutely. So the universal year in, in numerology is basically, you can conceptualize it as it is a, the energy that is supporting, guiding us. I always look at it kind of as a theme, right? And yet it really is an energetic presence that we feel. And the universal year is something we all experience globally. So it's for all of us, right? So I kind of envision it kind of as an umbrella, right? An umbrella energy um, that is saturated, you know, kind of covering all of us. And we get that number by simply doing a very, very simple addition problem, taking the year, adding it together and reducing it to a one digit number. So 2021 is two plus zero plus two plus one, and that equals five. And so this is an energetic kind of presence imprint that we're all really working with this year. And you, you chime in and let me know how you feel because 
It really is uh, how we investigate where we do and don't feel a sense of freedom, mm, right? Yeah. We want to have more, more levels of freedom, more freedom and hello, uh, hello pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the kind of the sequel, the prequel, whatever you want to call it. And yet we're mid year now we're, uh, we're, we're just, you know, so it depends on where you live in the world, uh, how much freedom there is and what that means to you. And it's so layered, isn't it? It really and is. Yes. Yeah, it really is. We're actually in, in a process of moving and we currently live in Florida, which as you know, most of the United States knows has been fairly open and free for the most part, but we've been considering a move to Virginia and they have completely different restrictions. And we've considered like, okay, well, how does this affect our family? What, what are we kind of walking away from and walking into? And that's nothing I have ever considered before when it came to moving or even traveling. Exactly. And it's, you know, the other layers there are, you know, the vaccinated and the not vaccinated. You know, the reasons behind that for each individual person and then, you know, and then as a collective. So, so many <laughs> chewy layers here, I find in terms of freedom with a capital F, like what that, what that comprises for each person and then for us as a collective. And, you know, and then if we go back and think about uh, again, for the universal year, it really is a roller coaster year. Mm. The five is all is is this catalyst. It's a catalyst. It's catalytic energy. It's moving energy. It's movement forward, and it's kind of an ADHD kind of vibe. Yeah. I often find that people feel really um, what like they're vibrating right? yeah. or they're on a, or they're literally on a roller coaster. So many bright and shiny objects, so many things going on, so hard to focus, so hard to prioritize. And yet as you get, as, as you experience it and like been there, done that, it's kind of that, that sort of feeling mm. of it can kind of move into, oh, okay, no, not that, not that, not that. This is the direction because it really is a year of change for everyone. And it's a, a pretty substantial pivot point. I mean, how do you see that I, happening collectively? Yeah. So I, it's funny because this, I, I, as I mentioned to you earlier, earlier today, I spoke with Natha Campanella, astrologer, and she, this also follows astrology of this very influx year up and down. And she really just said in, in the astrology world to just kind of stay on path, like hold on tight and, and stay on path. It's not the best energy to go do something off the wall, crazy that you haven't done before. (laughs) Like you may be met with resistance then, but, um, it, it can feel very hard for people. I know in my personal life, we have, we have been hit with the, the unexpected. So we had gotten a letter stating that our rent was being increased. Okay. That's one thing. So we considered then maybe it's time to move five days later, later, we got a letter stating that we actually needed to vacate the premises because our landlords sold their house within four days and they have nowhere to go. So they're moving into our house while they wait for their house to be built, which normally we know a house building process can take a while, but it's taking extra long now, right? Like there's all kinds of unforeseen things being thrown the way. There's a wood shortage and you know lumber is crazy expensive right now. So I think we're, like you said, there are so many 
vast layers of things that we just haven't really had to consciously endure before. Exactly. And, and I'm glad you brought up the astrology as well, because it always does uh, hold each other's hands. Yes. True sisters. Yes. Yes. And definitely in June, which we're in now, oh, you know, wow. We've got the eclipses. We have Mercury retrograde. You and I were speaking of that. (laughs) <laughs> for a moment, uh, hoping that this all that this all records properly because you never know with Mercury and retrograde. <laughs> Bless up. So, yeah. So all of those uh, those things are coming into play to to really move with this five, this very frenetic energy of this five universal year, and we're only halfway halfway through it. So so many so many different levels of exploration around our freedoms so many different uh, ways in which we're uh, working with, again, when you work with the five in numerology, you're always also working with the, um, with the oppositional qualities, which you would with any number. Mm. And yet the oppositional qualities here are, are if, if of course we're seeking freedom and it supports freedom, what do we have to also look at? We have to look at where we feel contained, where we feel restricted, where we feel confined. Right. Right. So those are things that are really coming up um, really, really intensely for most of us. Are you also seeing this with your clients? Um, they're also experiencing this, this vast change in their personal lives and, and a lot of it's attributed to, to the five year. Yes, uh, absolutely. Undeniably. And um, I find that people's lives are not to be too dramatic about it. It kind of just being blown open. Mm. It, it's almost like there are just layers that could be what exfoliated or sanded away. And yet uh, these past two years have been more like you just stick a stick a piece of TNT in there and watch it. Blow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it really, I mean, people are really experiencing some major upheavals, major shifts, major transitions that, um, that were very much unexpected. And I, I, I've got a lot of people who've experienced, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be Debbie Downer at all. It all, you know, comes out in the wash, so to speak, but, you know, uh, a parent dies, uh, a brother is, is diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and dies, another brother dies, another, I mean, like just this cacophony of, of loss and of other things happening that are really forcing, like, who am I and what am I really doing? Mm. Right. Yeah. Are you seeing that a personal year number is particularly more affected than you know, with, with the five, then others may or may not be, or does that not really have a play with each other? Oh, it's always a very interesting question. Um, so personal years are, it's a different, it's something different than a universal year, just for clarity. The universal year is what everyone is experiencing. And then, uh, if we want to get a little closer into what we're personally experiencing, it is called the personal year. And you get that number by calculating your month and your day of birth. You, t- you leave your, your year of birth in the corner somewhere, just leave that <laughs> for a moment, and then put in, uh, put in the current year. 
And so could we use yours? Do you, yes. do you mind? Yeah, Jan January 9th. Okay, so that would be January is a one, pretty easy. It's the first month. The ninth is a nine. And yet if you, for instance, if you're out there and you don't know anything about numerology, we're always reducing to a one digit. So let's say your birthday was, is, uh, is December 9th. One plus two, uh, 12 is December. One plus two equals three. So December would be a three. I know it can be a little confusing up front. Um, and yet in your in this example, we're going to do one plus nine, and then we're going to add it uh, 2021, which is the current year, which we know is a five, because that's what we've been talking about as that universal year. So then we'll add it all together. So uh, one plus nine equals 10, and then 10 plus five equals what? We got 15. the 15. So six. <laughs> yeah. One plus five equals six. I, I don't mean to be arduous about it, but some people can get it. Sometimes it's confusing. Yeah, so no, just, it is. And I feel like once you, you learn the breakdown, that's now, that's how I see numbers. Now I can't even not no. see numbers without reducing them down. Like I'll look at a timestamp of something and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I do that with addresses. Yes. I can do math with the dresses, which is so bizarre. Because if you knew me, we're, uh, um, we're, we're not, not math, math people. people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. More in the arts. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you are in a number six, which is a perfect time to be moving. Ooh. <laughs> it's, right. It's home related and, and all of that. And yet the, the, the question was, are there personal years that are more, uh, what? Challenging. Uh, I guess with the five. So um, absolutely. I find that if you are in a number, let's say a number five year, a personal year and a five universal year, you're doubling down on this energy. Mm. And let's say you're even on, on top of all of that, you're a five life path Ooh. or you have a five in your numerology chart, like your birthday or something, you're going to tweak those elements as well. So what is that? So, so what Felicia? So what does that mean? It means that you're, you're doubling down on that, which means you're going to feel this really pressing, pressing, pressing need to, uh, to find your levels of freedom. You're going to need to exert even more mindfulness around grounding yourself around focusing, around attempting to single task rather than multitask because the five kind of stirs it up. And yet at the end of the year, if you go on that kind of five energy Tasmanian devil rampage, you can, I always say you wake up like, like it's been one long hangover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a lot to show for it. And I actually... I actually have one good friend of mine who is a five life path in a five year, <gasps> in this five universal year. No. And he's feeling it. He's feeling it. And uh, it's really, really keying into all of his uh, pressure points as a five mm. that need development, like the ability to sustain some focus. Ooh. The ability to, again, not get detoured by the, he has that tendency to kind of get somewhere and then go, oh, okay, this doesn't feel good. I'm going. Yeah. Right. Rather than going, okay, I cannot feel absolutely awesome 
for a moment. Let's wait it out for a minute. <laughs> right. Let's sit on it. <laughs> how this might play out. So that could be uh, something you experience in a five personal year. I find that the, the five universal year, if you are experiencing a four or even an eight personal year, can be challenging because the four and the eight are all about getting down to it. Ooh. getting real, getting practical, taking care of business, doing those systematic things in life. And the five can really throw some monkey wrenches into it. Mm. What, what kind of, um, how, how are the two or how are they, how are they similar with the four and the eight? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, the four and the eight, the four is, uh, the four personal year is a time to really get serious and set some structures, some foundations and some longer range goals that you want to see. It's also a time I find personally, uh, in my numerology practice as a time where, um, family stuff comes up. And often it's even ancestral stuff or, or not to be too woo-woo about it, but truly it's kind of an ancestral healing time yeah. or family origin time, a time where some old trauma, some old crusty, you know, yeah. we all have it on, yeah. on some level where it just kind of comes up to be revisited, re-evaluated and hopefully dealt with in a different way, mm. right? And that's, uh, and then in an eight personal year, the eight is a very intense year that is the beginning of what I would call a three-year push time. So it is the beginning of a three-year transition cycle that we will all go through starting the eight, the nine, and then we move into the one. So eight, nine, and one, but the eight is about power and empowerment. It is a relentless endurance-based year uh, asking you to get serious and real about your financial life. Yeah. And then also just empower yourself to step up, to step into yourself in a more dramatic and dynamic way. And it's a very, um, the eight is a testing number. So it's going to, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like going to a boot camp, mm. something like that. It, or, or, or having a, a year where it's that teacher that you kind of love to hate Yeah, <laughs> where the teacher that you feel like picks you, picks on you and, and is really unfair to you and picks, picks on, it picks you out of the crowd for, to kind of embarrass or, or put on the spot and gives you extra work and you don't know why. And you just, it's difficult and you, there's no sense of humor there. And it's just pushing, pushing, pushing you. Right. The beauty of it is at the end of the year of the eight personal year, metaphorically, it's like walking across that stage and that teacher has that diploma, right. Yeah. And, they're, and they're standing there. And it's the first time that teacher has cracked a smile yeah. the whole, the whole year. Right. And they hand you that diploma and they go, wow, good job. I just, I know I was hard on you. It was so difficult for me to do, but I knew that if I didn't do that, you, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be pressed and pressured to be your, to, to surpass even what you thought you could do. Ooh, that's a, that's a big, and that's a massive feeling too. So it is, it is like that. I've made it feeling. <laughs> yeah. 
well and that it was all worth it. And yes, there was, there was a reason behind that madness, right? right? There was there was some reason that you were being picked on, and and it's also one of those years where when you survive and thrive at the end of it, you truly do come out with this feeling that you can if you could do that, you can do anything. Fascinating. And that's really part of that process as well. It's very empowering. I could you allow it to be empowering. Yeah, I could see how then being in this five universal and if you have an eight personal year, that could just be, whoa. (laughs) Well, exactly, because part of, especially the four, the four wants stability. Right, and this is unexpected. And the five is like, no, 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 that's not in the cards. We're going to, you're going to have to find your root system and, and also yet make it a, a lot more supple and a lot more flexible. So um, it's very powerful uh, to be able to do that. And yet it is a bit more disconcerting mm-hmm. often. Yeah, I find. Absolutely. And while we like to live in the present, I think it's also great to have an awareness when possible as to what's ahead. So 2022 is a universal six year. How does the energy of the six kind of differ from the five? Oh, let's let us talk about that. <laughs> so, so different. Um, that's the beauty of numerology because each each number carries that that's next to each number is a very different um, different container. Yeah. Um, very, very different energy that goes with it. So the five is really a year to shake things up. It's to shake it up. It's to reroute. It's to pivot. It's to change. It's to kind of live a little experience things. And then, and it's really very, let's say self-focused. Okay. Very much about uh, how it feels to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and then, and then when we move into 2022, it is a six universal year. And I'll talk about what the 2022 brings in, because this is going to be a very interesting year, in my opinion, numerologically speaking, because uh, if you, 2022, it's all twos. Yes. I didn't even think about, it. I mean, I, I'm looking at it on my computer and I, st- it just didn't even like smack yeah, me in the it face. Yeah, register. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the zero is in there as an intensifier when the uh, numerologically, when the zero shows up, it, 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 uh, it, I don't know, it magnifies it, right. magnifies the energy that it's around. And yet overall, let's talk about the six first, because the six, the key concepts here for the six um, are home, uh, relationships, service, responsibility, family. The six is also a very visionary justice-oriented number. Mm -hmm. And yet this is going to bring us back into the energy of nurturing rather than the energy of, you know, getting out there and partying. Yeah. (laughs) Of self. Yeah. It just kind of like brings it like more full circle back. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then it's the, the interesting thing is that the key elements for 2022, I think are going to be really infused with the number two. And the two is, um, is really focused on what? On patience, on love and relationships, uh, on diplomacy. So it's really 
a very loving energy that is coupled with the loving, nurturing energy of the six, okay? And yet the six is more of uh, the kind of the, the shadow side or the side that we all get to work with with the six is uh, the six loves to control. It loves mm. to control things. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like do, do things the way I say they should be done. And I'm, I'm right. thinking of some six life paths right now in my head and I'm shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's the, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And yet it's part of that delicate balance with the six because mm. the six is that very, um, can really intuit how to serve and how to nurture and what everybody else needs and wants. And yet the, that little dividing line is, oh, I'll do it for you. Let me just do it for you. So it becomes more of an enabler, an enabling energy. And oftentimes with the six, it's like, let me do it the way I want to do it, the way it should be done, the way you, that that is best for you. And then the six turns around after they've created, created these little monsters that don't take (laughs) themselves. And, and gets a little bit pissy yeah. because it's like, why isn't anyone, you know, being responsible? And it's because you've trained them not to be right. because you've trained them to, that you're going to do it for them. So it's that, it, and, and that's metaphorically speaking, or even if we put it into the, the, you know, the expression of it as, as a cycle, it's going to be where all of us collectively are going to need to let go of some of the shoulds. Mm. if not a lot of them, everyone should feel the way about the vaccine that I do. And if they don't, they're fill in the blank, right? Everyone should deal with work this way, deal with the, deal with the, um, what, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, deal with, with the climate crisis. Everyone should be absolutely on in sync with me on that. And if they aren't, it's, there's problems and it's my way or the highway. So this is going to be a year coming up where it really is focused on those nurturing elements. Um, it will be really also placed with home and family. So it's going to be that, that microcosm and the macrocosm, right? So we're going to have to take care, care of our business at home individually, right? Yeah. So that then we can take care of our home metaphorically, who is Mother Earth, right? So true. That sounds a little, you know, trite and corny to say it that way. And yet we really are up against it, aren't we? We are. And I think we're facing that in so many different ways. And and I think that it's, we do have right now this massive spotlight on us. Um, I think as a collective and both individuals, and maybe this is part of the five, but I think I know there's the new documentary out on, I think it's Netflix about like the fishing industry. This is like, now people are like all up in arms about it, but because the awareness is now there. So sometimes people are like all these things that they were not conscious to, they're waking up to, and it's kind of kicking a fire. And um, a lot of people are having to break up with some of their old beliefs and have new beliefs or new values or kind of reiterate like, Hmm, this is actually what's important to me. And I need to let go of what's not. So it feels like this duality of energies is just like always that play of, of holding on, letting go. And no matter what, what year we're into, it's just more of the focus kind of changes. 
Exactly, exactly. And that's the beautiful part of numerology, astrology, these tools. Nothing is ever a hard start and a hard stop, mm, right? So true. It's not like we just turn on the faucet and turn it off. <laughs> um, it's always flowing and and it's it's like you know, threads in a tapestry, right? We're making uh, this this fabric that uh, that is our world that we're we're working with. It's really interesting because I've thought about different elements as I'm thinking about the sixth universal year coming up and and we're in the age of Aquarius where we're having all of these futuristic ideas um, moving moving in uh, to because of course necessity is the mother of invention, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're all moving with that. And I'm thinking about there'll be more in, innovations like um, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but in Holland, they have a, this new concept um, for nursing homes, oh. for care for, for seniors, for elderly, where they, they set up these villages where residents live and the caregivers are there. And yet and yet it is designed like a village where there's free access to the outdoors, uh, other aspects they can go. They have little coupons or whatever where they can go grocery, you know, people can go grocery shop, uh, even go to the pub, you know. So new concepts around how we care for each other, Ooh. how we care for, for all of us, right? How we do these services. The six is very much into how do we provide services, nurturing services for all, especially that six is very focused, I find, on, on the elderly, on children. It's, it's really everyone, and yet there is a focal point there. So I'm hoping and thinking that there will be more of these sorts of um, breakthroughs yeah. or more of these experiments in shifting around, um, shifting around how we even think about aging, how we think about childcare, schools. I mean, even if we think about it after the pandemic, all these buildings are empty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't know that they're going to come back the way that they, so we have this, it's not a clean slate <laughs> and yet we have a different slate. It's so true. To be working and, yes. and it's interesting that, that the elderly and children would then be the focus because I almost feel like in 2020, they were neglected. So we had the care homes. You were unable to go and visit your loved ones because they were high risk. And then the kids, I mean, gosh, we know what happened with them. They all, you know, for the most part were e-learning. And then there was significant amount of kids who weren't even e-learning, whether they didn't have internet access or, you know, yes. a, a, didn't have a parent at home that could help them or whatever reason it may be. Um, or maybe they're just not engaged from behind the computer. So, I mean, I think then you add in mask and I, and, and, you know, maybe like the lack of seeing expressions. And I know at my kid's school, like they, they couldn't play on the playground. There was no activities. Sports were limited. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it was almost like you were just going to school and the, the fun, the extra parts, weren't there. There, there weren't those like those added things. And I could see how that affected them. They weren't as excited then, like, you know, everything well, that you had, that was like that bright, shiny, yay. I'm looking forward to doing this with my friends. And now you're sitting six feet apart at lunch and yes. you, you can't face each other to talk that it's, it's very hard emotionally to grasp with. So I do feel that it's interesting that we're kind of going to shift our focus back 
to the elderly and the kids, whereas maybe in the four year, they kind of got the brunt of some of some of it. Absolutely. And I, I feel as though that visionary element of the six mm. is very much at play. And um, so it's, it's, I, I love the idea that there will be hopefully some breakthroughs here, some revisioning, some reimagining uh, to, to make some really interesting shifting points, things that we couldn't even imagine taking place, right? In terms of our social structures, because, you know, schooling, everything like you're saying, we all understand, or at least I do. (laughs) I think I do. I'm being kind of bossy McFosterson right now, but uh, school is what, what would you say? 45% learning the books, the textbook, the knowledge, the information. Yeah. And And 55% how to be a good human being, social skills, how to get, how to build social skills how to play well in the playground, how to under, again, in your body, it just, that's the other thing. These kids aren't having the physical activity mm. um, with the lockdown and all of that, which is an integral and, you know, very integral part of all of our health, right? Yeah. So, so many layers of this going, going on. And as we bridge into 2022, I think that's going to really be a highlight that we'll all be working with. Well, I am excited and I look forward to it. I know, you know, we still have to get through the rest of this five year, but um, like you said, expect the unexpected. And I'm sure there's also going to be some fun twists and turns as well as some (gasps) gasping moments, but exactly. Yes. And the five, I don't want to give the five a bad rap. The five is a fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. And I'm hoping that, um, that wherever you are in the world, you're able to get a little bit of travel and, uh, get, you know, be able to have a little bit of your adventurous spirit, uh, move forward because that's what the five is all about as well. And it's all about, let me bring back uh, one of the, I think one of the key features of the five is all about fearlessness, mm. right? It's a, the five is the fearless adventurer, right? The one who at the end, if you're a five life path, say, um, the one who, who other people look at and go, oh my gosh, yeah, look at that, how they've lived their life. Can you imagine? And so it's one of those, it's one of those co- constructs that when it shows up as a cycle, I find what, uh, what happens is, is it places all of our collective, uh, in this case, and individual fears right up and right up on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah. Right? So what is your biggest fear? And you get to look that, you get to stare that down like the, you know, like a dragon. Right, (laughs) right in the eyes. Seeing in their face or whatever, and begin to dismantle it, begin to see it for what it is, because often, uh, not to be too baby Yoda or anything, but our fears are are there to, to guide us and to instruct us and to invite us to to sit with them and to dismantle them and to you know, it's even like, I, I love the image of, of um, in the Wizard of Oz of Dorothy finally throwing the, the, the bucket of water on the Wicked Witch and it makes her melt. Yes. And, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's almost as easy as that. And oh my gosh, if the, if you, if the Wicked Witch was scarier than hell, you know? Yes. 
<laughs> and and those flying monkeys too. Woo, like. Oh, those flying monkeys. I could, oh. I just have nightmares about those. <laughs> exactly. I think everyone who ever watched that movie had nightmares. I think even, even, even as core is, you know, rudimentary as they seem now, they're still scary. Yeah, I mean, even if for sure. And so it's that if you think of it that way, it's what, what are our biggest fears? A lot of people have had to really look at them. People in our lives dying are a, a, a biggest fear. Uh, losing, uh, losing our home, losing our fi- our financial viability. Right. A lot of people have have had that served up to them, right? Um, health concerns Times, have been yes. All of the biggest, you know, the biggest fear factors uh, have been brought up, and to it's almost that higher level of of what spiritual develop development, personal development to really get to this place where you can go. Yeah. What if everything, what if I, what if I did lose everything? Yeah. What if, yeah. What if mm. and, um, really examine so, that? Yeah. That it really does bring that to the surface and allow you and, to examine and think about how actually when you get over that weird hump, how absolute that's absolute freedom. Ooh, full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is five. Mm. Absolute freedom. Ooh. And five is, and the absolute freedom with the five also to go way in the highest echelons is enlightenment. Right? Yeah. The ultimate freedom is, is, is your sense of uh, enlightenment, your yeah. sense of freedom. And nirvana. Yeah. The most confining circumstances. Yes. And it's always, it's always important too, to note that freedom is something that you, you can define for yourself and what, what I may define as freedom may be different than what Felicia defines as freedom or the listener may define as freedom. So, and I I think that's always important when, when we're having these conversations and, and we're throwing around like freedom and, and fun, it's always what it is to you. Oh, it's very supportive, right? I, I speak with people a lot, um, just generally, and yet thinking about, I just wanted to piggyback on what you were saying there, because some people say, oh, well, but I'm, I, I'm planning on getting married in a five personal, or, or a, what, in a five personal year. Uh, isn't that, you know, cutting off my freedom? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like the opposite of it, yeah. And, and oftentimes like absolutely, absolutely not. It's the freedom of being in, in a partnership Mm. that gives you this sense of emotional freedom that gives you this sense of freedom as, 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 you know, as a team. Um, So again, I'm really glad that you brought that up, that it really is a matter of our own interpretations and where we are in our particular lives. So some people, a divorce might be freedom, right? Some people getting married might be freedom. Yeah. Same freedom, just different, different ways of uh, integrating into someone's life. Oh, so true. And like you said earlier, numerology is a tool that helps us. So I know you have on your website and on your social media channels, you just share all the time, all the things and break it down so easy. So will you tell our audience where they can go to learn more about numerology to get their personal year numbers, and then just see how this energy is affecting them? 
Absolutely. Any, anyone who is numerology curious, uh, just go to FeliciaBender.com. There's life path information there. There's a monthly forecast that is based on your personal year and, uh, and all kinds of articles and other, other elements that if this is, if you get a little bit, what obsessed. Yeah. I mean, like, what did you go down the rabbit hole? I don't think you can come back out. Like you're, you're there. Enjoy it. Soak it in. Exactly. So it's, it's a wonderful tool and lots of resources there. So head on over to FeliciaBender.com. I love it. And I, as you know, I am a big fan of your monthly forecast. And yesterday when I realized it was the first, I was like, <gasps> new monthly forecast. <laughs> like It's like, it, it's such a great tool. And I love also going back at the end of the month too, because it gives you that kind of like what we're talking with now with the five and the six, when we're talking about our universal years, we kind of get to check in. Um, you get the the, the pre the pregame of it, you get a little spotlight and then you check in halfway through and at the end, you can really reflect on how it all played out. So I like doing that with the monthly forecast as well. It's such a great resource. Absolutely. And I, I'm really glad you say that because a lot of people, I don't, in some ways, I don't even like the word forecast because it seems so, you know, crystal ball or protective right. or whatever. And that's just not the case. It's, it's wonderful to simply have a little bit of a roadmap and, and if it resonates with you, have some sense of validation, right? I always find it's wonderful to be able to go, oh yes, that's, that's the, rather than those 10 things that it could be, it's that. Yes. And uh, I I find it very useful in that way. It definitely is. Felicia, you are such a ray of light. I'm always so delighted to speak with you and learn from you. Thank you so much for joining me today. You And thank you for doing the work you do because it's really, it's so valuable to, I don't know, to give all of us, uh, all of us an opportunity to think, I don't know, to think more expansively. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I love nerding out on numbers with Felicia. Be sure to connect with Felicia further on her website and social channels, which I've linked for you on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. You just got hit with three weeks of energy forecasts, and next week we are flipping the script and we're talking to Hollywood actress Brianne Davis about her recovery as a love and sex addict. I'm telling you, it's a goodie. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.